Buckle in, kids. We're going to fucking break out of this place. Now dig on this. Bum, 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 bum. Welcome to Classic Movie Banter. You. <laughs> we're back on board. We are back on board. You know, we are that show where me, that guy Brenton, and that other guy sitting over there at the end of the tunnel, Nathan. Hello. We talk about films, movies that are 20 years or older, or in this case, Nathan. 68 years. I think, maybe. Whoa. <laughs> it sounds about right. And we tell you, we tell you, those cool cats and kittens. Yes, that was a, uh, <laughs> Carol a Tiger King reference there. <laughs> she's in the room. No, she's not. No, she's not. She's on Dancing with the Stars. Or she was. Yes. She was. Did you hear about that? I don't keep I don't keep up with Carol anymore. Like, Yeah, you've moved on. I haven't, you see. Like, oh, I, right. I, uh, That's why we have all these tigers in this room, Brenton. Oh, they explain so much. She's definitely my idol. And uh, one day I want to be just as good as Carol. But anyway, we tell you if those films are still worth watching today or not and more importantly if they're worth getting your mates around on a Thursday evening or an evening of your choice we don't discriminate nights no we don't popping that film on and having a good old watcheroo come around to be placed we're gonna have a watcheroo tonight and have a barbie after that oh mate that was that was nearly as good as an Australian accent as what's in this film ah <laughs> we're gonna get into that big time we certainly are mate I'm not here to beat around the bush we're here to do some oh. great escaping Brenton <laughs> oh no we're in prison again how did this happen? <laughs> Mate, we're always in prison on this show. Oh, tell me. Uh, not really, guys. Don't worry. You're not listening to two fugitives on the run. Could you imagine, like, we suddenly disclose to the listeners that we've been recording in, like, a prison this whole time? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> like, this is our recreational hobby. It's like, uh, we're on good behavior, hopefully. You know, we don't do breaks on this show, but some podcasts, they have breaks. It'd be funny if our breaks coincided with, like, with, like, the prison guard coming in and being like, boys, you got five minutes. And it's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, uh, uh, watch this movie. Uh, we'll see you next week uh, go to our GoFundMe so we can have an early bail bye <laughs> oh uh, shit yeah Nathan get the upload done quick 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 <laughs> this prison's only got 5 megabits per second to their Wi-Fi shit <laughs> uh, yeah we, we were like we started this as a recreational activity yeah <laughs> we committed crimes <laughs> the, the only crime we've committed on the show is, is watching cats so you know yeah I watched it twice too I watched two different versions of it you did but uh, those are other episodes for they another are. time. And here we're on 152. Yeah, 152, dude. We're talking about The Great Escape, which was released in 1963. Uh, so yeah, you were spot on with your... with your, uh, your Yes, I did that math on the spot. <laughs> exactly, well done. Starring Steve McQueen, James Garner, and Richard Attenborough himself. He's back. Uh, no expense spared. <laughs> I'm going to make so many uh, references later on in this episode at a specific uh, point in the show. But Excellent. for now, can we discuss why we're talking about The Great Escape? Uh... That's a great question. Is it because Leonardo DiCaprio cameos into this movie? That's one reason, but there's another one. Do you know that on Classic Movie Banter, you can send emails to us. Oh, yeah, and that's we right. Will consider, we will consider your suggestions of films that we should review. Yeah, it's something we wanted to do this year more. We will take those emails into consideration and, and choose our roster based on what our incredible audience has to say. Just to illustrate the bare minimum you can do, <laughs> listeners, that will, that will genuinely still get us to review a movie. We got an email. To, we got an email. This, we got an email this week from a guy um, who has the word John in his email address. So we're presuming it's from a guy called John. And literally, all it says is just review Great Escape. Uh, th- that's it. <laughs> like, which is just, I love it. Like that's all you need to do, listeners. It's that easy. So if you want us to do a movie, hopefully you can write something nice or longer or whatever. But you know what, John? Ask and ye shall receive. Because here we are reviewing the classic film, uh, The Great Escape. But I don't know what it's about. So I guess someone will have to pitch me this movie. Can you pitch me the movie? All right, I'm just going to get into it. Here we oh, go. Great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just like walk into the producer's office, slam the door, like, right, shut up, sit down. Here we go. Now, Nathan, if I was to pitch this film in a sentence, I would say it's the bridge over the River Kwai, but in Germany. <laughs> oh, I didn't know the River Kwai was in that, Germany. How exotic. But without the bridge, without the train, and uh, without the slave labor. Oh. Uh, well, actually, no, with the There's slave- a little bit of slave labor, if you want some of that, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and without Alec Guinness, without Obi-Wan Kenobi Sadly. himself. But if you hadn't seen Bridge Over the River Kwai, I'd have to actually do some work and picture the movie, which is what I'm about to do. Now, Nathan, yes. we're going to go all the way back to World War Bloody Two. Ah, oh, I know that one. There's not enough film set during that time period. 
You know what There's I mean? There's like maybe five films. So we have a bunch of allied prisoners of war from all over the place. Australia, from England, from the US that are all being captured by the Germans <laughs> and have been thrown together into a into a prisoner of war camp. But ah. this ain't any old prisoner of war camp Ooh. because the Germans have specifically targeted all prisoners of war that have attempted escape during their time in Germany. Ah, so this is the all-stars of prison escapees. You bet, you Ooh. bet. This is like this is like state of origin. But <laughs> <laughs> Finally, but an escaping, but an escaping uh, uh, prisoner of war camps. So basically, the idea is is that they've made this this inescapable fortress uh, and got all of the the worst offenders into this place together to prove that they can't escape from this prisoner of war camp and to put a stop to that and and keep these guys all together but you know Nathan when yes. you get a bunch of uh when you get a bunch of escape artists into a room together you know what they're going to try and do I reckon they're going to bloody escape Brenton you'd be spot on oh good so Nathan we have all of these colorful characters actually they're not that cool. no they're all wearing the same clothes <laughs> they have a uniform <laughs> and basically they have to team up together they have to go down the chain of command in their prisoner of war camp and attempt an escape that will be the greatest escape this century oh. Nathan that's the great escape in a nutshell oh. Oh, I guess you. I could go into some of the characters, but I feel like it's not relevant at no. this stage. Because there's no real standout. There's no real lead in this movie. You know what I mean? No. There's no like protagonist. We're, we're more like just, it's more of an ensemble piece that we're following this group of, of, mm. of men attempting to escape. If we camp. if we were really wanky, we would say that the prisoner is a character. And you know, the theme is embedded within the location. But we're not that wanky, Brenton, because we're not proper film critics. We're just two idiots talking about a bunch of blokes trying to <laughs> escape from a prison. We're just two inmates just trying to uh. do a podcast. <laughs> Just trying to pay off our bail. Please subscribe, listeners. We need your ad revenue. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the great but escape. Yeah, that's my pitch. Well, mate, it wasn't Gwen Stefani's The Sweet Escape, but it's bloody close to it, mate. So I, I'm sure our audience is glad you made that reference, but I am. Thank not, you. Continue. <laughs> Thank you. Well, here we are, friends. We, we're, we're, we're. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glad you made that pitch because that's exactly what I wanted walking into this movie. I, like, that's the only thing I wanted. Is like, it's, the, it's the same thing as title talk. I'm like, if I'm gonna watch a movie called Great Escape, by God, do I? want the great escaping to be central to this film and brenton this movie doesn't beat around the bush the second we get into this movie it's all about the great escape like we get we, we rock up the movies like here's the characters here's maybe three groups we're going to follow some plots on and they're all going to work together and they're going to escape the prison that's literally the whole movie literally that's it like uh actually there's a there's some bits more but we can't get into those without uh getting into spoilers yeah but exactly i think it's one of the greatest strengths of this movie because it really doesn't fuck around with any like like side plot or like some b storyline where like you know some prisons having like some existential you know crisis or like going what even is an escape you know there's like no there's like artistic bullshit in the movie it's so like black and white it's like here's the stakes here's the walls they got to somehow get around it buckle in kids we're gonna fucking break out of this place you know what i mean totally how do you feel about the characters in this film nathan ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's funny because like like any good team movie it the film does try it, it attempts bless the film it attempts to distinguish them mostly through their nationality you know you've got the british captain you've got the australian you've got the scotsman you've got the one who's in over his head you've got the cautious one like they like they've all kind of they're all one-dimensional brenton is what i'm saying like all these characters yeah. but like because because the film knows it's not about them it's not trying to get you invested in these fuckers it knows because you're gonna spend three hours with them that eventually you'll latch up to someone by the end of it so like so you know pick your favorite follow them along and just see if they end up making it out because like and I, did you did you fall in love with any of them were you like oh steve mcqueen my love like yeah no i i would say for me like i think some of the like there's some okay i'm gonna i'm gonna start off with my thoughts i guess on the characters by having to address some other things okay so the first thing i'll have to address is kind of the tone of this film because yes. this if you go to the wikipedia page right the great escape is a 1963 american epic war film right Epic okay. War Epic film. war film. That, uh, mm, I've got an issue with that, Brenton. So what I'm going to refer to is that the tone of what this film is going for. Because for me, this is like the Ocean's Eleven of 1963. You know what I mean? The Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Wasn't of the there 60s. an actual Ocean's Eleven that came out in the 60s though? Probably. Like Nathan, the original. But for me, this is. <laughs> 
but, that, but that's not the Ocean's Eleven of the sixties. This is the Ocean's Nathan, Eleven. Nathan, my point is, is that this has got this has got like the uh, the tone of like a fun heist movie, but it's set in World War Two. Now that's all well and good because it means that the characters don't necessarily take themselves too seriously because no one really does, apart from maybe no. the the British officer played by Richard Attenborough, who's like responsible for all this shit. Exactly. Everyone's everyone's got that cool like, oh man, what a badass. They just keep escaping or tre- keep trying to escape. Yeah, those hooligans. <laughs> Oh man, look at these like intricate ways that like try finding ways around problems in this camp to like you know to work out how to escape you know with their these guys are just like so smart and like you know they're so sneaky and they're so fun they're so cool they're so humorous like you know so you have all this going on right mm. and that t- kind of takes me to the characters so I like the characters in that sense of like oh man there's some like cool yeah there's some cool dudes that you're like no one pisses me off but at the end of the day like this movie then has some tonal shifts that happen at a oh point, god right? totally it's all over the place so like it tries to land the plane into the depths of our soul and yeah. it just doesn't take me there because at the end of the day it doesn't attach me to the characters in a way that i'm going to really really care about them yeah it tries really hard i think with the scotsman i think he's like kind of yes. like a heartstrings one but honestly outside like even then i'm like mate like I can't take you seriously. <laughs> like, you know there, what I mean? There's, there's a few, there's a few characters that they try to get on side by yeah. like having things happen to them, and I will, I will talk about that more in spoilers. And I think it's a little bit cheap. In saying that, though, I, it doesn't necessarily bother me. You know, I still think it's enjoyable enough. Do you know what does bother me, Nathan? What does bother? Oh, many things, I'm sure, Brenton. But what bothers you in this movie? <laughs> so for me, if I was to sum up, I guess my thoughts on this movie, I'd be like, oh yeah, you know, like it's an all right time. Like I had fun. You know, I was enjoying myself. I, you know, there was some good banter between these boys. Oh, they yeah. should come on the show. Oh, please. You know, I'm Bring on the whole cast. They can finally break us out. What fun. They're trying to escape. But my biggest issue, Nathan, is mm. is that this is meant to be an epic war film. And it is the length of an epic war film. It is. Without, unnecessarily. This movie is far too long. For Way what it is. too long. Like, Jesus. It is so long. And why? It's not like anything interesting happens that much because, like, because the major breakout is around. It's, it's the third act, right? The third. It's not very much of a spoiler. The third act is is the titular great escape that they do. So That's the first right. two acts is building to it. And you know what? Even in the first act, I didn't almost mind it. I didn't almost mind that it's about the first hour really introducing like all the different like roadblocks they're going to face, all the different scenarios. Like, I actually, I really love films that takes its time to explain how they problem solve. I actually really love that kind of shit. Yes, exactly. So yeah. like, oh, because it's kind of like, oh, if it's like you as an audience member. But like eating your popcorn and your slippers are going, oh, if I ever need to escape prison, now I know how to do it. So, you know, you're taking notes. But like at the end of the day, it gets into the second act and like it just slows down and like nothing yeah, happens. And, and and like and it tries to go because it's kind of like a fun kind of romp angle for the first like third. And then the second act, it just like it just slows down and tries to like go for the Oscar moments where it's just like, oh, quick. Oh, man, doesn't World War II suck? Like, oh, the Nazis, they were pretty bad, weren't they? It's like. No, but I would say it, I would say it doesn't even go into that. It's like it tries to. I don't even know if it's going for the Oscar in the second act. It does in moments. I get yeah. I get exactly your point. But I think there's also some other shit in there that just doesn't need it to be there. It just doesn't need to be. There, man. Like this movie should be just over two hours tops. Yeah. It's like you said, you said it at the start of your thoughts. You said this movie, it has its one idea and it goes with it. It doesn't go anywhere else. We're just doing that. Yeah. We're going for the escape, right? Yeah. So if you're just going for the one thing, you don't need to beat around the bush like like you said. You just need to get to the point. We don't need to fuck around. Like it's just it's too long. And it, it, it is too long. And you know what's funny as well? We should address the elephant in the room when it comes to length. Because we have seen a short version of this movie, Brenton. We've seen a perfectly well-paced version of this movie. It's called Chicken Run. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> so, we yes. know. We know what this story can be and how it can work. And, like, you know... And, like, obviously Chicken Run steals everything from this movie. Like, we know it's Chicken Run is derivative of this film. So, it's very funny the way we're reviewing this one after Chicken Run. What's funny about that, though, is that I'd argued that I'm more attached to the characters in Chicken Run than I am to the characters in the yeah. Great Escape. Not to say that I don't, I don't like these characters. I kind of like the guys. Yeah, I, I they're, like they're interesting. I, like I'm like, oh yeah, I want them to escape, but that's kind of where my feelings end towards. Them. Yeah, if something exactly. happens to them, I'd be like, oh well, that sucks, but oh well, I'll 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 live, I'll move on. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and like, it's really interesting because like it's not 
just the escape that we witness without spoiling too much we kind of see the aftermath as that of, of that as well and like that's also really fucking interesting because i didn't think we were going to see that and like there's some really interesting things being played with there but like there's just so much bullshit that happens before it like i like these guys but not enough that like i want to cut out the good stuff just to spend more time yeah. with them you know like that's exactly right in the same way that with endgame for example we spend that first hour of that movie just fucking about with the characters with the avengers before they actually yeah. start doing the plot and that's okay because like it's it's great hanging with these people, but this movie just can't afford the same thing. Yeah, I just feel like it just doesn't earn those moments at the end of the film that are kind of integral to you going, oh gosh, like what a what a great movie. Yeah. Oh, that affected me on this other like ho- like other level as opposed to just being like, oh yeah, that was a good time, but shit, that was a long movie. Like, god damn, oh. like far out. You know what? It can be, it can justify its length if it had of really managed those tonal shifts. And it could have done it. I, I really think it could I- I think so it. too. I just think it needed it needed a more intelligent use of it. The start. script needed some surgery, and like, and to be frank, like, it's it's really interesting. It's an interesting it's an interesting argument to be made with the script, right? Because this is based on a true story, right? That this escape did yes. happen in parts. But, like, this film has been... Like, and I, was, I was reading up on this. The film has been so chopped and changed. So, like, if you want to learn about the real Great Escape, this movie isn't really going to do that for you. Because, no, like, because no. there's a lot that's been changed. There's a lot of dramatization. Like, in in the in real life, there were actual Germans that kind of helped them with it on the other side. So, like, they got outside help. But, like, this movie is very escapist in the sense that it's... And also very kind of romantic in the sense that, you know, it's, like, the prisoners versus, you know, the Nazis. And, you know, it's, it's just simply that, that good old American, you know, optimism and high yeah. spirit that gets them through it it's like well no it's not really how that shit works like the actual logistics of how they managed it is easily the most like interesting part of the movie but like you can't have like these guys based on real men by the way these are real like war heroes that this is based on you can't have them suddenly change to a degree where suddenly you think oh because they've been dram- dram- you know dramatized that's going to make them more valuable from a cinematic point of view because they're not totally like these none of these men even combined are more interesting as characters than the actual escape itself precisely the movie to, uh, to a point even gives them like nicknames you know like, like you know the engineer you know the hacker and all that kind of stuff you know the the the, the spy master like they like these characters are, are, are deliberately archetypal so like i don't know why they're yeah, trying to no. make them beyond 2d if it, they're not just going to spend any time actually doing it correctly totally so yeah if it's gonna head towards where it heads i think it really needed to have some changes and it's probably just like you said the script needed surgery it did and we needed to have some more maybe maybe cut down on like focusing on the characters we focus on like maybe don't focus on as many characters but choose a few that we really really get to know on another level also there's no real clear protagonist which i guess is a is a real issue of this film like well totally because all you hear about in the great escape is steve mcqueen right yeah that's all like in terms of like historically like what i know of this film because he does something very cool in this film like later on yeah and like and it's and the film's very well known for that which i can't really we can't spoil now but like we get that but he's yes like, were you latched onto him, mate? No. No, exactly. <laughs> like a, this is our first Steve McQueen film as well. I've never seen his work before. Yeah, me, neither have I. I thought he was a cool dude. Like, he's cool. I think, don't get me wrong. I, I liked his attitude. Yeah. I li- Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I thought he was a brave guy. Yeah. But I didn't really give a shit about him. No. <laughs> And it's just like, you know, you know, yeah. But in saying that, like, you're right. I couldn't give a shit about Steve or anything else. But to be fair with you, like, like the third act was fucking tense, man. Like, I haven't felt was tense. It? Oh really? Oh, are we, are we different on this? Because honestly, that third I've I felt real tension in that third act. Like tension I haven't felt for a while. Oh, but I never did because, and I'll oh, tell you why, Nathan. That's interesting. Because there was in war films. Yes. What's the <laughs> biggest thing you're worried about? If, if say say in Saving Private Ryan. Yes. What are you worried that's going to happen to good old Tommy? Well, they just get shot, right? They just get massacred. Exactly. Now I don't want to spoil anything in the movie, but there's more than one escape attempt in this movie. There's like there's an escape attempt like the first like 10 minutes <laughs> like the film doesn't beat That's around right. the bush it gets straight into it because they're prisoner of wars they're like oh yeah when like, you you know you can try and escape or whatever but like you know obviously we're just going to bring you back to the camp so it's established in the movie that that's the worst thing that's going to happen right yeah so during this <laughs> they're not even going to get executed it's like that's right they're just going to find the tunnel and if they're all going through the tunnel they'll be like oh yeah get back in your thing and they'll close the tunnel and that'll be it yeah oh, shit sorry I, I i spoiled that there was a tunnel that's all right who else do you think they're going to get out they're not exactly going to like build like a fucking fake bird and like get in that <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? So I was just kind of like, oh, this is fun. So it wasn't, for me, it wasn't 
necessarily that tense because even like their whole goal is just to get as many Germans basically on the other <laughs> just, side. Yeah. Like as, to, to be roaming all over Germany, Germany looking looking for them. Exactly. Which, yeah. you know, is a great idea. But at the end of the day, they're just going to get captured and returned to the camp. So I'm just like, oh yeah, cool. And you know what as well? You you just pointed out such a big weakness with this movie as well, Brenton. The Germans, like they are so not antagonistic in this movie at all. Like, exactly. These, I think these yeah. are the nicest Nazis I have ever seen in cinema. <laughs> like, totally. Because at the end of the day, they're prisoners of war. Like, you yeah. know, like they can't touch them. They're just, you know, they're, I know. they're just there. And these Nazis are kind of happy they don't have to, they don't have to be on the front line, so they're kind of maybe nicer to the prisoners. But, like, all the Nazis are so polite and just, like, you know, giving the boys time. If they try to make escape attempts, they're like, oh, silly, you, like, slap on the rest. They're like, none of them get, like, randomly executed in that sense. It's just, like, and, like the, the, they just don't feel antagonistic at all. No. I, I, again, yeah, I didn't feel worried about them. It was just more, I just felt like, I, I only felt tension in the third act because I just wanted to know if they were going to make it, nor if they were actually going to survive. It's just simply, could they pull this thing off? That's all. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, with the tone that it has kind of established throughout the movie, like I said, I I, I likened it to like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. So in Ocean's Eleven, I'm never like there's tension in it, but I'm never like concerned that it's not going to pull off. I'm yeah. excited to see how they pull it off. Same. And yeah. that was kind of where I was at. That's where my tension came from in this movie. I was excited to see how they were going to do it and how they were going to overcome the little problems that were established throughout the movie. Actually, there's only like one or two problems, and they become yeah. like they're they're introduced like so late in the second act of like oh gosh, this character's got this issue or and this character's got this issue how can we possibly overcome these two issues like during the escape and you're like well they're gonna do it somehow and then they do and you're like yeah. okay cool it's like it's, it's weird because well, there's also kind of a subplot where where they're trying to corrupt one of the nazi soldiers as well like yeah like they're like yeah. trying like Werner, one of like the german guards like like they're trying to like maybe get him on their side or something like that but then that storyline gets like randomly abandoned like like halfway through the movie and we just never pick it up again yeah because they kind of get what they need out of it and then they just, like you said, abandoned it. But like, that's kind of my point as well. Is that they, there's 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 potential here to like delve into these characters and do interesting things. Yeah. But it never does. It's just like it's all in service to that escape. Exactly. And that's yeah. fine. And the escape's good. And the actual escaping is is awesome. That's exactly right. But if you're just gonna have a fun escape flick, that's totally fine. But if you're gonna try and add weight to this and make it like a like an ode to war, you know, and prisoners of war and yeah. things that these men went through and whatnot, and make it this serious thing towards the end of it, you know, and be like, oh wow, that's making me reflect on what these people went through and oh what heroes like it just doesn't work I know it's just on that level think about like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest right think about if like yeah. if that, think of like that movie instead of spending time with Jack Nicholson and like working out you know all the different prisoners kind of like you know mental problems it was just all about Jack Nicholson getting out like it'd be nowhere near That's an interesting right. movie imagine like Shawshank imagine if like Shawshank was built entirely around the prison escape and like we didn't spend time with like Morgan Freeman it's like it's these characters that make a film go above like that whole escape premise because there's plenty of escape movies out there like totally yeah so like we don't, we're not we shouldn't even though the movie is called the Great Escape and yes I walked in for a Great Escape you want a little bit more you know if you're at a restaurant and you're getting some steak sure you're there to eat some steak but put some mushroom sauce in it you know get some chips on the side you know you want a little bit more than what you expect yeah Nathan I hear you do thank you I'm so glad the audio is working <laughs> my point though is is that regardless of kind of what I want out of the movie, mm. I'm only reflecting on what the movie provided. Yes, what the actual product was. <laughs> You're looking at your dinner in front of you going, was this delicious? <laughs> and what it was aiming to do in my, you know, at first I just thought this is going to be a fun escape movie. And as yeah. that, it succeeds and it's great. But you can't have your cake and eat it too. I mean, like, you can. But, like, <laughs> literally, I mean... <laughs> The point is, the point is, is that like it suddenly turns and it wants you to really care and have this emotional connection to what's going on and and to reflect on on war and what these people went through. And because of the lead up throughout the whole film, yeah. it doesn't achieve that goal. So for me, that's a criticism. And I think the two biggest criticisms are the length and that. I think if yeah. you wanted that payoff, there were so many things you could have done with your runtime to to have it pay off, but it didn't achieve it. Oh. So don't worry, Breton. I can keep critic. I'm um, critiquing it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I really like this movie, but obviously it's got those critical elements of it. And I don't know if I'd watch it again necessarily. The same, yeah. Because of that runtime. Nor do yeah. I think it's that memorable. Like it's it's good. No. Like it's good, but I don't think I'm gonna be thinking about this. It's like say it's like Cleopatra. It's like you can see it putting in all the effort, but I'm just like, I'm not gonna be thinking about this. Like I would say this movie is better than Cleopatra and I'd it is better than Cleopatra. Over Cleopatra. Oh yeah. yeah By yeah. a mile. Although I would love to see Cleopatra try and escape from her prison. That'd be that'd be a great mashup. <laughs> Could you imagine at the end spoilers for Cleopatra, but at the end, you know, like all the Romans are coming to get Cleopatra, Mark Antony's fallen on his sword. Elizabeth Taylor looks very distressed. But she's like, Oh gosh, I'm gonna like, you know, kill myself with the snake. 
snake in the basket or whatever. But instead, she like plots a great escape and they like tunnel out of Egypt. The music. Oh my goodness! That reminds me. I had a I had a note here actually. That's after this film. All like like all that was in my head was was that bloody theme song. Oh man! Yeah, I was humming it for days, man. <laughs> Same. It's good. It's iconic. It's like the soundtrack is fucking yeah. incredible. Like you know, hats off to this to this movie. But and, and the soundtrack's amazing. I will be whistling it for weeks. But Britain, I'm not here to praise. God damn it! Why are you on, why are you putting me on the praise train, mate? I was wanting to insult this some more. Well, hey, why don't we rate it and uh, you can insult away right, right before final... we right before we rate it? I do want to get one little swipe out <laughs> before the teacher drags me off to class. I want to get one more insult into the playground. Hey, swiper, sw- no swiping, swiper. Come on. Let's talk about accents in this movie, Britain. Cause oh boy. <laughs> Oh, right. Oh, boy, are they horrendous. Just across the board. Fair enough. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. And it's not just like the the prisoners as well. Even the Germans, man. (laughs) That's a a colourful array of German accents. Yeah, agreed 150%. It's it's good that it's trying to have some diversity in terms of, I guess, it's, you know, it's cultures and whatnot, because it's trying to to reflect, you know, like the prisoner of war camp and the the allied soldiers as well as the Germans. But, dude, like, you have to do that with some authenticity. And you know what? Here's the thing. In real life, the actual prisoners that did the Great Escape, there was also like Norwegian people in there. There were Swedes. Like there was a whole roster of people in there. So like, but I just like to think they just cut out the characters they couldn't find a good accent person for. <laughs> They're like, shit, how are we going to get a Norwegian in this mix? Yeah. And it's quite funny if that was the case because really they settled on these good accents. Oh my God. In quotation marks, good accents. I don't know. So on this show, Brenton, I've said for a, for a while now that the worst Australian accent I've heard in cinema might be Tarantino's in um in uh, Django Unchained, but it's also <laughs> it's also the Australian scientists in Pacific Rim. They're both they're both up there as far as shitty Aussie accents go. But tell you what, the Australian prisoner of war in this movie, Jesus, no good, Brenton, no good. Guys, I reckon we should have a segment on the show where we rate Australian accents. Oh, and I geez. think uh, I think if I was to rank the Australian accents that we've seen on this show so far, this ranks at the bottom. Oh, for sure, it's absolutely it's so fucking terrible. You know what's really funny? So I looked up the actor who played the Australian, and you know what? Like his like his other work is Brenton. What what would that be? So this guy who voices this Australian soldier, the one I recognise the most is that he voiced Mr. Waternoose. Yes, the spider boss from Monsters and... <laughs> serious that's awesome this is the same actor i'm like holy shit you could not find two more separate voices than this guy's aussie accent and then mr Waternoose. i gotta say every time he said mate i i i felt like just like chopping my ears off oh. to be honest it was it was it was an insult to be honest when they were having their little to, like team to meetings. mates around the world <laughs> 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 to be honest every time they had their little team meetings i wish he suddenly just dropped some lines from monsters inc you know they're all like making their little plans to <laughs> the tunnels and he's like what does he say monsters inc he's like I'll scare a, a hundred childs before before I bring down this company. <laughs> I'll steal a thousand children before I let this company die. <laughs> and then like replays on the security cam. It's just like <laughs> Steve McQueen looks very confused. <laughs> Dude, what a voice. Like that that was such like Monsters Inc. What a film. And that's such a great villain. I, I love I love Water News. Like and it's great because it opens with him as well. Like with that little like like, yeah. like the little team meeting where they're kind of watching the the scarer. Sullivan! <laughs> like, I just I yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's a great. I think he does a great job in that film too. It's such a rich, beautiful voice. Yeah, it's such a shame that I was so insulted by his Aussie accent. I know. Movie. No, I just really wish if like Mr. Waternoose from that movie was Australian. Do you reckon it'd still work? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh bloody! Take every child before I let mon- monsters ink crumble. <laughs> you gotta scare the kiddies. Let me show you how to do it. Actually, Jesus, that's the worst soundbite I said on this show. <laughs> well, you should definitely. Uh, put that one out like by itself like on all of our social platforms oh, God Nathan, damn it, if, you, if you're so worried about it i think it'd be really popular oh, where do we go on this show nathan i reckon that we should uh rate this yeah let's, let's, let's rate it you're fond of me lobster ain't you thursday night would you put on the great escape on a thursday night with your mates look whilst i like i said before i think that overall i think i enjoyed this film the more we've spoken about it today i think there's just too many flaws in the way and i think like yeah. the biggest detractor is gonna be that length and i think like you know you can have a fun enough time with your mates and like have a like you know have an enjoyable time yeah but at the end of the day like it's three hours in length Way and too long it doesn't justify it that no it doesn't justify that for myself you like i said watch any other heist film fun heist film yeah. or escape film and if you want to get the historical if you want to read about this story which is worth reading about then just 
just read about yeah. it. Even the Wikipedia article has all the details in there. It's like, it's not that hard to find out exactly. the story. Like, that's the thing. Because like, I, 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 honestly, going into this movie, Brenton, I was on the fence. Like, I didn't know if I was going to think of it a thumbs up or thumbs down. Because at the end of the day, like, especially for like the 60s, like the movie is competently made. Like the directing is fine. Like, yeah, you totally. know, the cinematography is passable. It's like, like, there's nothing inherently wrong with the movie outside the script, but just like, it's just, it's just, it doesn't feel like, a, at least yet, it doesn't feel like a real classic. Yeah. So I would say it's an en- enjoyable enough but it's too long and it tries to be more than what it sets out to be. Yeah. And it fails on that front. So for me, I, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Nathan. I think so too. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, there's just better heist films out there. Like, I think there could be a lot done with this movie, which we'll get, we'll get into in special segments. Yeah. But like, yeah, this is just not the one, sadly. Just rewatch Spy Kids, everyone. You know, doesn't that really say a lot about us? We're giving Spy Kids a thumbs up and not this. <laughs> Nathan, it says everything uh, you need to know about us. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're such a popular show. Ah, <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. Hey, should we talk about some spoilers? Yeah, let's then? spoil it. You spoiled it. What? The movie. Oh. All right. I have a couple issues with this movie, Brenton. <laughs> Do you? Just a couple? Just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> First and foremost, can we talk about how fucking nice this prison is? Yeah, man. I love that they go into this place and obviously, like, the Germans are like, we just want you, we don't want any escapes, right? And they're like, <laughs> it's our duty to escape. And they're like, no, no, we don't want any escape. We're going to give you everything you want. Like, you literally. have all the amenities you want. We just want you to sit out the war and have a good time. And everyone's like, that's not going to happen. We're not going to garden. And then they're all like, wait, we'll garden so we can escape. Yeah. But the Germans just provide them with everything. Like, it just looks like a great, it looks like, it looks like the best school camp ever. Dude, you literally took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was thinking the whole time watching this movie. I'm like, dude, we've been to school camps shittier than like <laughs> than this camp. Exactly. They, they get taken to. Like, they've got extracurricular activities. They've got like choir like singing. They've got, yeah, their gardening stuff. Like, I feel like if you and me went to this place, like, you know, like school camps, like, hey, we're going to save some bucks and we're going to take you to like a former prison of war site. I feel like, I feel like we'd be going okay, Brenton. I'd be like, you know what? We've got nice bunk beds. They've got like their own like ensuite. Like, no one stops them from a Legally making moonshine. Yeah, what the and, fuck? And having a 4th of July celebration in which they all just get like hammered in the space of like 10 <laughs> minutes, right? And uh, the Germans are like, oh, well, they're just they're just celebrating, you know, they're just having a cultural moment. Now, obviously, that kind of ends in tragedy in a moment that kind of isn't really, it's one of those moments that's not earned. Oh, it's Scotty, not in the slightest. Jesus. The film's like, oh, yeah, he's got mental issues, but it sends like two scenes on it. It's like, oh, he's got mental issues. Yeah. yeah. And it's one sentence. It's literally, oh, man, yeah, I think he's going to break soon. And it's like, we've really? seen no evidence of we've that. We've seen, yeah. Yeah, and that's purely the direction as well, by the way. It's the director's job to show that through visuals about how a character's feeling like mental strain. Because this would have felt like exposition if we get the monologue from him. Because he's literally played off for laughs the whole movie until that moment. Like, he's always like, oh, yeah, it's like him and the American and yeah. he's trying to escape. Which is such a weird story writing decision to, like, have this comedic character suddenly be this, like, tragic fall, like, halfway through the movie. Like, because it also doesn't reaffirm the stakes. Because, like, Sino, he's, like, the only character to die before the escape. Yeah, totally. And what's weird, too, is that, like, Steve McQueen's character obviously has a personal connection and it's what gets him on board to be like, yeah, I'm going to get out. Yeah. I'm going to get all the information and get back in. You know what I mean? And, and go into isolation and then come out and tell everyone where everything is. Steve McQueen's job was to get out, survey uh, the outside, you know, villages and whatnot, and get back in and tell them where everything was. So where they were headed. That was his job. That's what they wanted him to do. So that's what he gets out to do. Because he's like, at first he's like, no, nah, dude, I'm not coming back. Like, I'm getting out and getting out of here, yeah. right? Fuck this camp. And they're like, oh, fair enough. But then yeah. that- yeah, like, But they do like that, they do that double thing where it's like, okay, I guess if you don't want to be in our cool club, sure, you can walk away. <laughs> but we know you'll come back. <laughs> but like, so like he watches his like best mate in the camp, like obviously get it. And then he's like, right, I'm going to like, you know, this is like revenge. I'm going to get, but it doesn't really pay off. Like it's just kind of like- just- Really, and the, and know, the song's like, so weirdly like like edited together, where like he's just kind of like clinging yeah. to like the barbed wire, and all the like soldiers are kind of just like standing there in silence, and they're just like, Ugh. also Steve McQueen like actually like assaults a German soldier, right? Yeah, and he doesn't like face any repercussions for it. Yeah, it's like these are Nazis. It's like what are you doing? Like, yeah, you can't really play off that like the isolation's a bit of a joke, and it's like it's funny that they keep getting thrown in the isolation chamber. It's like, haha, they keep trying to escape, and then be like, oh man, that isolation, it was really messing him up. Like you know, he had to yeah. get out. And it was like, well, it's just it just doesn't make sense. The Fourth of July celebrations fun though. How they like get all the potatoes and they start like making <laughs> making moonshine because it like it's one of those things that we see so many like little things they're doing to like tunnel through. You're like, oh gosh, what are they doing? Yeah. Like, oh gosh, the British officers don't even know what they're doing. What are they doing? And it's like they're just making alcohol. They're just, <laughs> they're just that's their little project. It's yeah. true. It's true. I like the little distractions. Like that's the thing. I loved it when they were like, oh, you know, we need to like make noise while we're hammering. Let's have a guy, you know, stick a pike outside. We'll 
hammer at the same time. Or like, you know, let's let's have like our socks carry dirt. Like I love that little shit of details where it's like, oh, yeah, cool. same. This is how they do it. It was really interesting. But then it's just like, it doesn't feel like, even though they're being all sneaky, it feels like at the end of the day, they could have done easier ways to break out. This was like a very convoluted plot for what it is. Yeah. And it's interesting as well, because like halfway yeah. through the movie, I was so confused. I swear, didn't like the Germans discover the tunnel like halfway through the film? Like there was a scene where like Vern or whatever, like had the boiler out and like saw the water running down the bricks, but then it's just never addressed. So no, so what happened was basically they had three tunnels going at the start, right? Yes. They started three tunnels. Yes. Tom, Dick and Harry. Uh, so <laughs> great names. They the Germans they decided they were like, oh man, we really need to get out. So we're gonna put all we're gonna close two of the tunnels. Yeah. We're gonna like you know stop working on those and we're gonna put all of our efforts into that one. Yeah. Then the Germans discovered that tunnel, right? Oh, so they closed okay. that. So they tunnel. just found one of the three. So then okay. they then then they have a line where Richard Attenborough is like. We need to start work on this other tunnel that we started, and they're like, "Yes, all efforts into that tunnel." No expense spared. <laughs> yeah, he's <said>, exactly. <laughs> it just cuts to Jurassic Park, and like Richard Attenborough's like crawling through a tunnel to get out of like <laughs> the island. Just like <laughs> 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 we spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm going to use that quote later on in the show. There's one oh, particular point I'm going to use. It, use get it. ready, listeners. Yeah, but yeah, I, I imagine that like when Richard Attenborough like goes into a German village with his like he. He's his mate, like his little lucky that goes with him, and he's like, Welcome to Jurassic Park. You know, like, <laughs> it, it could be a real moment. There was also a missed opportunity to, like, because obviously Richard Attenborough isn't the officer that has the cane, but imagine if he just had oh. an excuse to have his little cane with a little. <laughs> the little mosquito in it and resin. Mosquito. <laughs> yeah, exactly in the top of he's it. Like, he's like t- pitching the boy. Maybe maybe this could be set in the world of Jurassic Park because like timeline-wise, it kind of lines up. So like Richard Attenborough was a prisoner yeah. of war and that's where he gets the idea. He's like, he's like saying, chatting to the boys in the meetings. He's like, but boys dinosaurs <laughs> he's just like pitching this idea and they're like man you, you you're spending too much time in isolation richard <laughs> and then yeah <laughs> he makes it out hey man not a bad idea but you know what sucks about that appraisal is that unfortunately that idea wouldn't come to be because he's mowed down by machine gun oh my god at the end of this that's, film that's what really surprised me story-wise of this movie because obviously you and i go on completely blind not knowing anything i didn't expect all of them to fuck up like, like, like most of them, like just even once they're out, they most of them don't make it. Yeah, I know. I mean, like I was expecting them to get captured. If I'm being honest, oh like, really? I was like, well, this, yeah. I, I thought was it was like, gonna be that great story where like seventy people just got out. I, I, I was like, oh yeah, I can see a lot of these guys are gonna get captured, and the end of the movie is gonna be like, all right, guys, let's start again, and then it'll do like a slow pan out. <laughs> Here or we something. go again. <laughs> see you in the sequel. Yeah, ex- <laughs> which exists, by the way. Yeah, I read about that. And I was just like, oh, that seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. So yeah, fifty fifty of the men are mowed down by machine guns by the Gestapo because they are attempting to escape in quotation marks they they are attempting to escape so yeah they, they let them out for some air to stretch their legs and they just mow them down oh which by the way you could see coming a mile away the second that cut truck stops you know what's about to happen yeah I was surprised that they all just got out I was like because there's more of them than the Nazis you should just try and beat a few up it's like I was like the tone here is really you know sinister you think you'd be like yeah. mm, you know what we're good to just stay here you know but anyway, they all just clamber out. It's so dark, man. Richard Attenborough's all like, you know, I'm just so happy because, like, you know, I had so much fun oh. trying to escape. And then he's like, oh, feck. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's like looking up over the German countryside. It's like, it's like, run, lads, run. <laughs> it's just, you know, as soon as the character says, well, we've made it out and now everything. Like, you know, the second they start saying that shit, you can just see they're just going to be fucked up. Like, oh. Do you reckon in his last moments, Richard Attenborough was like, I'm fucking here. I nearly made it out. I was nearly like five people nearly made it out made it out three escaped but i nearly made it out and it was because of this dickhead i chose to have with me oh. that answered what an some idiot one of english oh. english it's like dude it like they set it up early in the movie but i don't give a shit dude like that is pathetic you are a soldier you are a soldier trained for war i don't doubt that that i don't doubt that like you know they tried to find spies and whatnot yeah these or, little fuck ups surely happened like like they, they surely happened but that you know, when they'd specifically told him, don't fuck it up. And it was such a stupid throwaway line that he fucked up on like a, oh, thanks, like a little, like the last line of dialogue before he would have got in the bus. Oh, your flinch is very good. (laughs) It's like, oh, fuck off. It's just ridiculous. Like, like, I think there could have been a way to do that scene better in which I bought it because it just pissed me off. I was just like, for fuck's sake, man, like, come on. Especially when one of your men died. Yeah, right next to the train. So so you two could like get out. Oh. Oh. What a moment, dude! That dude, but that guy with the glasses, a dickhead oh. as well. You don't like see, like you know, you know, a Gestapo officer and go, "Oh shit, I'm just gonna like, 
like turn my head oh. awkwardly to the side and like be as obvious as possible. Jeez. This is terrible. I was just like, man. Oh, just what an idiot. He had cool glasses, but like what a fucking idiot. Like I've just I've just got no patience for him. Nathan, do you know who did need glasses? Who was that? <laughs> oh, was it was it acclaimed James Bond actor, Blofeld himself who's in this movie? Yeah, that was very true, Nathan. It was him. Indeed it was him. Nathan, this pissed me off. It was oh. one of the two things. So, so, so the two points of conflict in the escape is the fact that Danny, who's this other guy, is, is who's been tunneling the whole time, suddenly be su- suddenly becomes scared of tunnels, yeah. and then the guy who's fucking building the tunnel the whole goddamn movie oh. suddenly decides to be claustrophobic. It is so stupid. There's going to be too many people in this tunnel, and you're like, oh my god, just dude, just please. Please stop. Is like you've been buried alive at a point in this movie, yeah. dude. I'm pretty sure. And you were fine after that. It's like, geez. And then the the other thing is that this other guy, the forger, he just suddenly turns blind. <laughs> like he yeah. suddenly can't see. And so and so wisely, Richard Attenborough's like, dude, you're gonna be a liability to us. So I think you should just like stay behind. And then the American dude's like, no, he can come with me, and I'll be his little buddy. <laughs> I wish that was the quote from the movie. <laughs> but the whole thing is, is that like he is like literally such a liability that he can't see fucking like 30 centimeters in front of himself no. it's ridiculous also what an asshole to plant that pen in his office pretending he actually could see it's like mate you even if you do pass that test you are deliberately now a hazard exactly oh. yeah you're putting lives at risk yeah well actually no like you, you're putting you're putting the escape at risk the other thing with him is that like he was clearly meant to, he was implanted there to be like you know to tug at your heartstrings yeah. at the end when he passes away yeah they chose fucking blow felt to tug at your heartstrings like who did that casting <laughs> like, I I I, I call bullshit on it though, dude, because like they got a plane, right? Yeah. They got a fucking plane. Yeah. With like a pilot, right? And they start it up and they take off. They take out the sentry, they're off. Yeah. They can see they're the like Swiss 20 Alps. 20 minutes from freedom. 20 minutes. He's like, 20 minutes and we're good. And then. You know, as soon as any character says that, like they're going to fuck up. Like, we've almost cleared it. If they'd been shot down, I would have been like, oh, yeah, oh. makes sense. But the, the engine fails. And I'm sure engines failed. Like, it was, it was an occurrence yeah. that happened happened at this time but man come oh, on it was ridiculous and then the fact that like he's clearly got his arms in the air like you know he turns around and he's like oh hey like you know i can't see shit but there's some germans with guns there right and then he gets he gets taken out straight away right by mm. the germans and you're like why why was he the only one apart from the dude that like assaulted again a german officer yeah and then tried to do a runner was he shot it just makes no sense and and then he's all like oh thanks for like trying to get me to freedom at least and you're like hang on a second <laughs> you should have been here in the first place. You could be alive and well, and you would have escaped anyway. Like, you would have been out of there anyway at some point. Why are you thanking him? What, are you thanking him for his excellent pilot skills and crashing the plane because the engine failed for no reason? <sighs> yeah, thank you. It, it would have made more sense if just Blofeld himself was Blofeld this movie. Like, at least he would have been consistent. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> True. I've been expecting you Nazis <laughs> as the plane crashes. But you know what I mean? It's one of those moments that's like, it's trying to get me to care, and I just don't. Like, I'm just like, in fact, it no. just, it, it, it caused me to have this tangent where I just like, shat on it. <laughs> You're not wrong. The only thing I really did care was kind of like that cross-country motorcycle chase. Like, that was cool. I got around that part of the escape. Because that's the famous scene from this movie. Like, the motorcycle stunt. Like, it's incredible, right? Is it What's inc- actually incredible is that, like, so he, he jumps the barbed wire. There's two yeah. sets of barbed wire to this. And that's the Swiss border, by the way. Yeah. That he's trying to get over. So he's like, he's there. He's yeah, nearly he's, out. He's, he's so close. My question for him, though, initially... Because it pissed me off again. He pissed me off too because why the fuck, if you can't speak German, would you put a German officer uniform on? Oh. Why not just steal the fucking bike and just go? Yeah, exactly. Like, like just steal the bike, hide the body, and then go. You're more likely to be questioned if you're like, or like interacted with if you're wearing a German soldier's uniform. Yeah. It made no sense. I was just like, Steve, what are you doing? What are you doing, mate? When he's all wrapped up in the wire, your friend is just like, you deserve this. <laughs> you're just making rookie errors. It's like, it's so funny because like this film for the first two hours is so methodical. Like it shows that all of its characters are so precise in their planning. But then the second they get out, it's just fucking like loose chickens. It's just like, exactly. it's, it's, just, it's just chaos. You're just like, do you fuckers not? I, I, also, I see why, right? Because they planned for the tunnel to like go out a little bit further so they would all kind of get out at the same time. They didn't expect that last little 
20 feet like sprint so i guess yeah. so maybe put them all in a panic state but still even after that it doesn't justify like the sheer level of fuck-ups they have but speaking of a lack of fuck-ups can you believe the aussie made it out oh my god of all the fucking characters like like oh i, lo- I love that scene where it's like having like, like he's about to have a drink at a bar and like they're like oh you should probably come behind the bar now <laughs> these nazis are gonna call yeah it. dude and the- so the- there's three characters that escape so it's that aussie guy danny the the tunnel rat that is scared of tunnels and his mate that that helps Denny out that's like come on Denny just roll through the tunnel bro <laughs> again all dialogue from the movie so the Australian pissing me off because at least with the other two is that we got some characterization for them yeah. there's a guy I was like who the fuck's he it was only when he said oh mate I'm Australia that's bloody good I was like oh right okay right. he's the Aussie guy yes why didn't we spend more time with him then maybe it's because he's accent maybe we did maybe like, we had more scenes and they just got cut <laughs> yeah he, they were like oh guys we, this is an insult to Australians everywhere and they weren't wrong the thing is though with those two guys the the other two guys that do escape because yeah. like the Aussie guy classic Aussie he just kind of falls into it like he he's, he gets the luck of the draw really in terms of the, the escaping uh, allied soldiers mm. but the, the two guys in the boat mate they just have it mate yeah, they do they exactly what time. i would have done yeah they just lay low you lay low you go into the countryside and you just chill out yeah you wait for a couple of days wait for the like steam to blow over and then you just like chill i tell you what you don't do you don't get on the national train service you don't oh, jesus <laughs> what were they thinking like ah oh. you don't you don't take out a, an officer and steal their motorcycle you know you don't do that you don't hitchhike and get in some stranger's car who you don't know you don't trust anyone. Listeners, we don't know if you're going to be prisoner of wars at some point. We're hoping you're not. But if you are, <laughs> key word of advice we've taken from this movie, just lay low. I would say that the other two that were quite smart were the like the blind guy, but really the American guy that's with him, that's leading him. I was like, oh yeah, get in the plane, get out of there. Yeah. Well done. It actually came off like you, you got away. Awesome. Uh, it was just the script was against them. You know what yeah. I mean? The script was against them. The engine failed. You know, what it's can just, you do? Oh, it's just such a, it's such a, it's like the opposite of a Deus Ex Machina. It's just like a fuck up for the sake of it. It's just like, uh, <laughs> exactly. yeah, a fuck up Ex Machina, we'll call it. But yeah, and then, and then we finished the film with Steve McQueen going back into his isolation chamber thinking of another escape. It's just like, yeah, have you not learned anything, mate? It's just like, it's like, we have the benefit of hindsight knowing they'll be liberated in three years because obviously the Allies won, but like, obviously they, they were assuming that just Nazi Germany would just keep holding on to them until, you know, something bad happened or something like, or something good happened. Totally. So like, I could so see that mindset and then the, and the film's about that optimism and that like you know they're pushing through despite all the stakes it is a bit weird that you've had such this tragedy you know where they're reading all the names of the, of the dead guys and then immediately afterwards they start planning their next escape it's like come on yeah mate. like is there any growth here like it's just it's no i good. gotta say the most badass moment of the movie for me was actually though when he was walking back into the isolation and everyone was there like oh yeah fuck yeah steve mcqueen going into isolation fuck yeah what a, <laughs> what a brave son of a bitch <laughs> and then that dude like goes hey and like throws him his baseball glove and baseball and he's yeah. like yeah man you're awesome and he's like yeah man I know and then he like <laughs> goes into his isolation chamber but I what I really wanted to happen in that last moment yeah. was for him to like steal that guard's keys again oh my god that'd be amazing as he's being put in the cell <laughs> it was so that was a funny moment in the movie that was great movie, man dude. when like when the guard like goes to like lock the cell and then he just opens the door again and you see the hand with the keys <laughs> just come dips out. on out there's some good comedy in this movie I like the scene where um um the guy's trying to get like his baseball near the fence and like the Nazi officer like says what are you trying to do and then like all of their bosses in order just suddenly come over like they're superior <laughs> and it just keeps escalating where it's like keep it like well, as I was telling my friend Max here well as I was telling my friend thing here it's like <laughs> and I like the last time how he stopped to like wait to see if anyone interrupts and then he continues <laughs> yeah it was great so there are funny moments but just like geez it's just bogged down by just shitty storytelling <laughs> Nathan do you have any other spoilery moments you want to discuss nah, i'm ready for special segments so special. Nathan, I've got a question for you. What is it? Would this film make a good theme park ride? <laughs> the Great Escape, the ride. You know what, as far as like titles for a theme park ride go, it's pretty theme parky, isn't it? The Great Escape. <laughs> you can kind of see like the theme, da, 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 da. Okay. you know, they have like the music. <laughs> not, not, the, not, the, yeah. not the Indiana Jones music, but you know, like, like it's like a cue line music. Like, it worked. Dude, I think it'd be pretty fun. Like, in the sense that you're you're going through the tunnels, you're escaping. It's like, yeah. guys, guys, you know, we have, we have to get into the German countryside. We have to escape. 
you go through the camp and then you go through yeah. the tunnels and get out. Maybe you do the motorcycle chase for a bit and then like, you know, you try to jump the barbed wire or whatever. And then it kind of ends in a fun way. It's like, ah, well, we'll get them next time. You get put back <laughs> Jesus. In the, camp and you're like, the Nazis won this round, but you know, they lost the war. <laughs> and then Line up again and you might actually get through. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. Like, yeah, that'd be really fun. Like you, as you're in like the queue line, like you see like the choir, it's like animatronics of them like singing. Just so <laughs> some of them are like gardening, just like little <laughs> shitty animatronic robots. Like totally dude. I can see that working really well. Like a fun like Minecraft ride, you know, like minecart ride where they're just like going yeah. around. It'd be really fun. So yeah, I think this would do well. Absolutely. I don't know if like, I guess I'm trying to think what theme park would you, would like, would build a World War II prison camp theme park. I, I don't know, you know, the ethics of that. No. Like, yeah, let's. Nor if it's valuable IP, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, I think the tunnels look fun. <laughs> Prisoner of Wars died at this camp, but let's have a fun little romp. Like, <laughs> you like walk out, you've had a really good ride. It's like, it's telling you walk past like the wall, like that's all like the dead names of the real soldiers. And you're like, oh, <laughs> like you're reminded of the tragedy that underpins it. Like, <laughs> yeah, what a buzzkill. They're like little plushies of like Steve McQueen. Like <laughs> yeah, you, you make a good point, Nathan. Yeah. You make a great point. But you know what would be a good point? Is this movie worth a remake? Because Brenton, I think you could fix all these issues in a remake. I agree. Now, the thing is, Nathan, would you cast Leonardo DiCaprio as Steve <laughs> McQueen's character? Well, that's the thing, because my first interaction with this movie was seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where like Quentin did stitch Same. Leo in this. I mean, obviously, I, I knew about this movie before that. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah it, was, it was funny to see that scene again, but like the actual scene yeah. from the film. Well, that's the thing. I watched that clip again from Hollywood after this movie, just to remind myself of it. And it's so fucking funny seeing Leo do it. Yeah. Because Leo, uh, Leo's obviously not doing Leo. He's doing like Rick Dalton from that movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's even funnier. But like, you know what? I do want to see Leo do it. Because I feel like if you actually did give, give Leo the time of day. By the way, Leo is Steve McQueen of like the, of like the 2000s. So like, I feel like he would do it. He would pull it off really well. Yeah. So that means if, if Blofeld was the blind guy in this one, does that mean we get like Christoph Waltz to be to be, <laughs> to be the blind one? Uh, sure. Why not? So does that mean would we still get a good Australian actor this time or a shitty Australian actor for the remake? What if it was like Ben Mendelsohn? I could see Ben Mendelsohn I could see doing Ben it. doing it. Yeah, he'd do a good yeah. job. Yeah. Are we blind? <laughs> 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 yeah, that'd be a great scene between him and uh, and Bloody in Christoph. Uh, yeah. <laughs> deployed the garrison. <laughs> He's like, you know, when they're all like at the end, they're like, oh, you know, like, I'll, I'm going to be your escort, Lord Vader. <laughs> so I'm still in charge then. <laughs> Just as they're planning. I'm choking on my ambitions. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be so good. Wait, when, he, when he's like talking to Mads Mikkelsen at the start of the movie, he's like, we were this close. <laughs> he's like trying to escape. Or like uh, he, uh, as as he like sees the finished tunnel, he's like, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> we are, no, as they make it out, he's like, we are standing here amongst my achievement. <laughs> Not yours. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, I Ben's in. I can't even want Ben to wear like the same shitty white cape. Like he's just like upset that the dirt's like sponging it, just as he's crawling out. Absolutely, yeah. Fuck, I love him in that movie. Oh, I'm so excited for Ben to come back. They'll bring him back at some point for sure. Director Krennic, what a great performance. Oh, it's so good. Put him in in the Great Escape. That'd be a great Star Wars movie, actually. The Great Escape, but Star Wars. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like a heist, like a escape film, but in Star Wars. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But I guess like really like they kind of do that in the original Star Wars when they escape the Death, the death Star. Actually yeah that's true. Maybe they'll do another like side cool where it's like there's another group of bandits who have to escape the Death Star before it blows up. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Maybe we maybe we watch the Bothan spies get away with the uh, the Death Star plan. <laughs> Many Bothans died. <laughs> give us this information. Mon Mothma's like passing a DVD copy of that movie just like <laughs> here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring in a new segment Brenton because I know how much we love new segments on this show. A new segment? I know. What is it? Is it Christmas already? How? <laughs> so I thought since, you know, there's a lot of escaping in this movie, Brenton, and we've reviewed a couple of World War II films by this point, I thought it'd be fun to think, who would we best escape with? Ooh. So say you and me, we've been thrown into a prison camp, this prison camp, Brenton, but we get to choose the roster of characters we're going to escape from this camp with. So obviously we got the cast okay. of The Great Escape, right? We got the boys already. Or yep. we get the folks from Bridge on the River Choir, so our Guinness is there. Or mm. we get the cast of Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, <laughs> which we've reviewed as a World War II film in the, on this mm. podcast. There's the cast of Cabaret, yes. and then... Now, Chicken Run isn't exactly <laughs> set during World War II, but it's pretty much a World War II film, so I'm throwing it in there too. Okay, excellent, excellent. So who would we best escape with, is the question. I'm going to cross off one straight away. I'm getting rid of Bridger and the River quite, because I feel like Alec Guinness is a liability.
liability because he just wants to build the fucking bridge. He doesn't want to escape. He tries to build a bridge out of the camp. Yeah, in fact, he fucks it up at the end he too. Does. He's all like, what have I done? And then he gets blown up. So, no, not him. No, I don't think that'd be much helpful. Cabaret, I feel like Liza Minnelli would make a good distraction if she had to distract the Nazis. Like True. <laughs> Welcome to the present camp. The men are beautiful. The Nazis are beautiful. <laughs> Bring back <laughs> the ringleader. But if, if all they're doing is distracting, there's not much escaping going on. Yeah, you true. know what I mean? Like, exactly. Because you got Liza. Yeah, you and me, we're going to have to be doing all the digging ourselves. Yeah, you got the Kit Kat Club and they're not doing shit. You've, and then you've just got the American guy that's with us and what's he going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's just going to get upset. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's all he's good for. Unfortunately, I'm going to cross off bed knobs and brimstone. Now, now, mate. No, I am. I am. I, and the only reason is, is when I'm comparing Chicken Run to bed knobs and broomsticks. Or who would be the most helpful escaping a prisoner of war camp? Dude, she's got a fucking broom. We just fly out. <laughs> like, Or we just get on the bed. <laughs> we just turn the knob. It's I also so easy. Think, I, I think the way you'd escape, I think the way you'd escape with the bed knobs and and broomsticks crew is that she just create that like awesome army of like walking armor that oh, right. comes towards the end and just take out the Nazis and basically just win the war straight away. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's I th- not just the camp; it's just like she's there, just liberated. Like. I, 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 do, I think I think that is definitely an option, but there's also the option that the Germans could just turn on us because we're the prisoners of war and just like be like, ah, dude. As far as getting out, we just jump on the bed. Nathan, if you want to get out, there's nothing better than a me- mechanized chicken flying machine Mate. that will just get you out of there straight away. I'm going with the Chicken Run crew. They have got perseverance, you know. They taste they, great. They've got ingenuity. They've got ingenuity. You know, they work well as a team. I, I just feel... But those little chickens versus real Nazis. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan, the Nazis are never going to suspect the chickens. The farmers maybe, but the Nazis won't. So <laughs> so I feel like we're good. That's their secret weapon. It's like... They'll never see us coming. Okay, you can have the cast of Chicken Run. I'm going to hop on the bloody broom and I'm just going to fly out with um Agatha... What's her name? With... um An- What is her name? Angela Lansbury. Thank you, yeah. I'm just going to jump on the broom and like leave with Angela Lansbury. That's what I'm going to do. So you, you have fun with the chickens, mate, while I fly from above. Sounds good. Uh, Sounds good. We'll see who makes it up yeah. first. I mean, like, with bed knobs and broomsticks, they could also just teleport the bed in and teleport you out. That's what I'm saying. So, it's so easy. Just like, <laughs> just get on a bed, mate. No, I, but here's the thing. Here's the caveat with the cast. I feel like the kids would fuck it up. Like, the kids would, like, think they're at a school camp and, like, they'd start yeah. running around and the nuts would be very confused as to why children suddenly gone to the camp. I also feel like if I escaped with the chickens, it would be a greater escape than, you know, if you just easily got out with the witch. That's you know true. What I mean? That's true. I wish, I hope our escapes are concurrent. Like, I'm hopping on the bed while the chickens are arriving. And for some reason, like that black cat from the movie is like trying to chase one of the chickens around the camp because <laughs> they're all trying to escape. Also, what if the witch is like, all right, the way we're going to get you out of here is by turning in you, you into a rabbit. Like it is. <laughs> no, because you could dig as a rabbit. You just borrow the way through. Like Yeah, but you also might get shot. They might be like, ah, oh, live game. And like, that's true. Actually. Yeah. But they shoot the rabbit. It turns into that guy from the movie. Just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He does the same like thing when he transforms <laughs> he like, just... on the table. Like, <laughs> he does a little sniff. <laughs> <laughs> Should we check out what stills this movie? Team, what stills this movie is a segment on the show where either Nathan or myself or both of us together, we pick a still, a single frame from the film we are reviewing on the basis of it being really funny most of the time or it just being a beautiful piece of cinematography. It was hard to get a still from this movie. This wasn't really a movie where like the frames were that beautiful. So had to do some digging, but we found one, Brenton. It's, uh, it's, it's we certainly so did. As, the, as they're going through the tunnels, Steve McQueen, he gets on the little trolley thing and he's being pushed along and he's going through the tunnel. And we kind of see for the first time how this works practically as they're escaping. <laughs> we just see him yes. just being pushed as, as this long shot down the tunnel and he's kind of holding his little briefcase up as he's doing it and he's got just the most like vacant expression as he's being like her- heralded around this tunnel and like I realised that for these guys it's probably the first time they've been alone in a while. Yeah. So the question I have got for you Brenton is what do you think is going in their heads right now as they're going through this moment? What's going through Richard Attenborough's head in this moment as he's being trolleyed along is that I think he's looking around at the tunnel that he's, uh, he's ordered to be created and he knows he's spared no expense <laughs> he's looking at this thing and he's going he's going man hmm. this is just some some straight up ingenuity and I spent no expense on this fucking tunnel let me tell you that much <laughs> uh, so I think that's what's going through his head also I just wanted to say that like <laughs> they're going so fast down this tunnel aren't like, they though like, the, there's, Jeez. there's like little mine carts just like whizzing away but the thing is like they just kind of safely come to a halt I feel like in real life <laughs> like, just fly off obviously it. the cart would stop and then their bodies would just keep flying through. <laughs> just hitting the mold on the other side. Just like, oh, that'd be great. I'd really love it if, like, as he was like, if he was as he was going along the trolley. If we're gonna keep going along the Jurassic Park route, as Richard Attenborough's just be, being heralded along, he's just like, it's like that kind of like intro scene where like they're explaining the park. It's like, welcome to the pr- 
prisoner of war tunnel. It's like we fat we spent digging for days and days. The little DNA thing is like flying around him. Like <laughs> you know how he's all like, I spared no expense when they're like in the vehicles taking the tour of the of the island, yeah. the park itself. It'd be funny if like his transport system were like these little cart things. It's like get on the trolley, <laughs> kids. Like spared no expense. <laughs> it's a dinosaur. <laughs> it's a trolley. <laughs> I reckon like if I was being, if I was being pushed around this tunnel, to be honest with you, like would you be claustrophobic? Do you think in this scenario you'd be claustrophobic? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be like Danny. I'd be like, you know, I wouldn't have built the tunnel to start off with because that would suck. <laughs> You'd just make fuck this by we're not going there with it. But at the same time, like, you know, being claustrophobic, which would be awful, but also like freedom. Honestly, like, because, you know, I, I've I've seen, I remember I was in Cambodia and I saw like the little tunnels that they built there. Like, it's insane yeah. in real life, like the things people have done to escape. Like, I, I have such admiration for all that. Like, that's what, that's why yeah. I, I have such admiration for these real life heroes. And I just look at like Richard Attenborough with this little just like vacant stare in this tunnel. I'm like, mate, <laughs> come on. No, which is why in the movie when that guy's all like, thanks, it pisses me oh, off. Oh, Jesus. It's like, you would be scared shitless. It's like, come on, mate. Well, Nathan, should we look at this movie's poster? Let's do it. Uh, Blanton. Uh, yes? Let's look at this film's poster. But is it art? So, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> oh, this, this poster. I'm going to say it. Jesus. This is one of the worst posters I've oh. seen on the show. Listeners, you have to watch. look at this. This is terrible. This looks like a parody of a shitty poster. Oh. The, the only good thing about it is that the, the, the title, The Great Escape, has got like the barbed wire running through it. That's yeah. the only interesting thing about this poster. The rest sucks. Oh my the God. Great Adventure, The Great Entertainment. That's the shittiest tagline I've worst ever seen. slogan ever. Oh. Like, oh God. And then, and then the image they've drawn. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like, what are <sighs> they doing? It's like, it's it's like they're all about to break into dance or they're ice skating or something like that. Like it's just. <laughs> It's they're definitely ice skating yeah. away because it's just white <laughs> that they're running on as well. Like they could just be on ice. That would be amazing. Oh, that should that'd be a great special segment. <laughs> Will this movie work on ice? Just like <laughs> the Great Escape is like an ice touring show. Just like they're all skating around. Like oh oh man, it's so bad. Nathan, what would you suggest instead? <laughs> Not this. I think honestly, just like maybe just like the the barbed wire fence of like the prison camp, and maybe just like a couple of them looking up at it, just being like working out. Yeah, or you or you have like you know an Ocean's Eleven poster you have the barbed wire looking through the barbed wire and you have like the whole crew standing there yeah like, they're all doing like, their poses we're gonna fucking escape man <laughs> that'll be the tagline we're gonna fucking escape man <laughs> it's like a <laughs> 90s poster like <laughs> i love it dude uh, uh, i think as well maybe like if you have a, the the camera like that far back enough that you have like some of the ground and then like you have like a maybe a little image like under the ground where you see the tunnel going yeah oh that'd be so cool that'd be cool that'd be awesome yeah i would get around that well look at that we just fixed the oh, poster someone get on that please make it listeners some artists draw us up a concept we'd love you oh. for it i'd hang that on my wall yeah that'd be great escape we'll title talk <laughs> the title. So Nathan, was the great escape in the great escape? Yes, Brenton. Yes, there was. And you know what? I'm happy because I walked and going, is there going to be some bloody great escaping? And there was. Well, I was going to say it earlier in the episode when we were talking about the title itself or, and well, not really the title, but we we're discussing what the, the film is like succinct and it's to the point yeah. that we're just focusing on this escape. It's the perfect title, dude. They nailed it. It's so good. And like, you know, I, I wanted to see A Great Escape. We got it. It was all just about that. And also, it's just a good title in general. It's like The Great Escape. Yeah. It's like, was it great though? I mean, it was pretty great. Like, I mean, it wasn't great for them at the end of it, you know? <laughs> they all corked it. <laughs> it wasn't great for them. Sorry, th- I just remember this. It was pretty great until that dickhead in the tunnel was like, come on. And he got impatient and just crawled out and like oh, and popped up, it up in front of that. Like, oh. yeah, what a dickhead. Seriously, they were about to get away. But also like the Aussie guy again, fucking it up with like his mouth massive trunk of like whatever oh was in it. Oh my god. And he trips over it like What was in his just like bricks. So like, it opens it, it opens it up it's like a, like a bull whip and just like <laughs> What if he opened it up and it was like a giant like plush toy of like a kangaroo or something. <laughs> it was like a really heavy one. Just like, yeah. It would be great. Yeah. It's just got like some like sausages, just some, you know, some snags, just like some yeah. meat he wants to cook later on. Yeah, for sure. Hopeless. But good title though. Yeah, great title. Let's pass it to the people. <laughs> Pass it here. What? The power to the people. So if you go on the tomato meter, you'll find that The Great Escape has a critical consensus of 94% with an audience score of 95%. (laughs) We said no. (laughs) That's crazy, man. That's like so high. Super high. It did make bank at the time as well. It did very well. It cost um, four mil to make and it made 12, which is not a huge margin, but like back then it was still pretty good. So like, you know. It's a lot of money back then. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of money now, Brenton. I could love $12 million. It's, a, it's not a lot of money, is it? I mean, $12 million, I mean, can't escape with $12 million. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> that won't cover our bail for all of our crimes. <laughs> Kevin Carr from 7M Pictures gave it a positive review and says, A slow burn, which allows you to watch wildly different characters work together and form a team in spite of their differences. Do you ever feel like there was, <gasps> like, they had to work through their differences? Yeah. Like, that's nah. not a thing in the movie. Bullshit, man. They're always a team. They were always fine. The only real difference was when they were trying to convince, like, bloody um, Steve McQueen to join them. That was, like, the only difference in the movie. But even then, like, all it took was the Scottish dude to cock it and he was yeah. on board. And, like, apart from that, the only real thing that they had to get around was the fact they had a dude that was blind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, ah, uh, yeah, exactly. The, the, the fuck-ups had nothing to do with the actual guys being dickheads. It was just, like, it was just a genuine obstacle. So, no, I don't think you're not, I don't think you're going to see a clash of characters. I don't think that's why you're going to walk into this movie. Like, uh, Yeah, agreed. Bosley Crowther from the New York Times, didn't like it, Brenton. He said, it's a strictly Ooh. mechanical adventure with make-believe men. And that's the thing. Would you have like, preferred a version of this film with like higher veracity to the actual story? Yeah, probably. If mm. you're going to like, if you're going to dedicate it to like the actual people, yeah, then, yeah probably. You should. Yeah, so, yeah. I would want like a version of like Schindler's List where it's like super Hollywood. You know what I mean? It's like And Schindler, Schindler rode a motorbike and like saved all the Jews. Oh, like, you know what I mean? That's, like, the, that's the director's edit we need, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so I agree with you on that point. A strictly mechanical adventure. I don't think it's mechanical. It doesn't feel like blockbustery, like at least not to the standard we no. know today, but like it does feel like there's still yeah, a sense yeah, of art in here, like especially with that soundtrack. Yes and no. I can't I guess I kind of agree with you. Like it's got more art, I guess, than than some other some other films, maybe. But at the same time, I think at the time this was de- genuinely in that book. Uh, blockbuster category I guess it's yeah. like oh you know we'll just have have a fun time which is why it's weird that it tries to make it this historical epic war film yeah. towards the end of it and you're like you weren't you weren't setting yourself up to be that so that's yeah. a good point but Alex Alex Sandell from Juicy Cerebellum these names man that's interesting gave it a positive review three out of five good but not the classic some make it out to be yeah I'd agree with that I totally agree with that pretty yeah, much man that's a great summation once again another great example of a reviewer saying in a sentence what we say in an hour yeah, exactly. You know, they call this movie The Great Escape. That was the great review. Amalia uh, gave it five stars, Brenton, and she said, I really like this movie. It is very funny, interesting, and educational as well. <laughs> educational in what <laughs> sense? From a historical <laughs> sense? Or that now you know how to build a tunnel? Well, a like, bit, I don't know. yeah. Like, I, I learned some things in this movie, mate. I know how to sneakily remove dirt now. That's a thing I learned. I learned that if I'm trying to, like, if I'm trying to go undercover, it's best to stick to the language of the of the place I'm in as yes. opposed <laughs> just popping out English, like, you know, every now and then. That's true. That's true. We've, we've learned some things. I love entertainment, Brenton. Well, Andrew Drabble says, despite the inaccuracies, this is one of the best war films ever made. And this is the thing, Nathan. I don't think this is a war film. Like, it's no. set during a war. They're prisoners of war. But is it a war film? It's an escape movie. Yeah. I don't think it subscribes to that epic kind of, like, maybe the third act, it becomes a war film. But, like, certainly not for mm. most of this movie. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think if you're trying to get a thesis on World War Two, this isn't the movie for you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't no, think it says no. much about prisoner of war life or that kind of stuff. Like, there's some, no. like, there's way more interesting stuff in there. Also, like, as far as World War Two goes, like, I don't know. Like, if you want to look at like maybe like the decay of like the mental state, look at Apocalypse Now, for example. Like, that's not so during World yeah. War Two, but like, that still shows like the decay of a guy being stationed out. Like, that's way better than this. Totally agreed. Yeah. Agreed, one hundred percent. I don't know. Again, yeah. watch Bridge on the River Kwai. We both love that, and that's a way more interesting film than than this. So just go through that. And they're also prisoners of war. They're working through shit. So like, just look at them. They're fine. Get on Bridge of the River Kwai. Yeah. Well, guys, on that note, that was The Great Escape. Oh, we got out, Brenton, finally. <laughs> After all this digging. Oh, we're out. Oh. We're out and about. We're free. Oh, no. We're just back in Sydney. <laughs> well, until then, Nathan, I think it's time we, like, build a tunnel, maybe. Oh. Dig a tunnel. We're in such a tunnel digging mood. Let's just keep going. Oh, mate, I reckon we just keep going. This will take only a few hours, don't you reckon? Well, with these teaspoons, I hope. Well, Nathan, last question for the show is, if you had a, uh, had the option to have a tunnel under your house that linked your house to one destination, what would that destination be? I would make it to your house, Brenton, so we can hang out even <laughs> more. <laughs> I would close that tunnel in two seconds. Oh, no. You did spare no expense. <laughs>